All right, welcome back to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We had to skip a week because of the holiday times, but we are here, Dad, with episode 10. You are here with co-hosts, Andrew, our father and son duo, Andrew, and my father right here, Jim Lindroth. Dad, how are you doing this Christmas? I'm doing great. Merry Christmas to you and to everyone out there. Yeah, I hope everybody's having a good holidays and continues to have a good holidays uh, going into the new year. So we've got a pretty good show for you guys. Um, obviously, this is going to be... Um, an exciting show because it's not necessarily more Bruins news related or anything like that, but big hockey news. We got a season coming back to January 13th, 56 game season. So we're going to be talking some details about that today. So a couple of uh, other topics we'll be talking about today as well as the Tampa Bay lightning um, placing Kucherov in the long-term injured reserve list. And that has allowed a cap loophole, which we'll talk about later. The updated offside rule that has now changed um, and then ads for helmets have been approved, very similar to the European leagues on their helmets and their uniforms. Um, and a couple of the NHL teams that have already gotten deals for their helmets. Um, the upcoming season schedule has just been released. And as some people may or may not know, um, playing each team in their division 10 times. And we'll also talk about the playoff picture, Dad, and how that will look. Um, we'll also briefly talk about um, the highest scoring games of all time. And that will be um, dad's big topic at the end that we'll talk about. So dad, let's go ahead. And let's just start first with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Stanley cup champs. And for fans that don't know um, I, I'm actually from Tampa. I was born in Phoenix or in that area, but we moved to Florida. We lived there most of my life up until I was about 15. So we were kind of, Tampa Bay fans and dad that's right. that's right went to a Stanley Cup final game um, was it game one against Calgary in 2004 that was the year that Tampa won the whole thing right right, right. so we're big Tampa we were big Tampa fans back in the day so it's another reason why I want to talk about them but they had their loophole dad for their cap space hell unfortunately Nikita Kucherov the top player probably in the league other than McDavid and McKinnon um, is now out for the whole season already confirmed will not be yeah. playing the entire 2021 season which has allowed them to sign Sorelli, Shearnack, Ruda signed everybody from that championship team essentially just yeah. about everybody so although they're out with their best scorer they were able to sign the rest of the championship team so what do you think about that the, the cap loophole well uh, I think Tampa has exploited it and used it to their advantage and Congrats and hats off to Tampa management because uh, while they, you know, Kucherov is going to be out this season, they were able to, uh, like you said, bring back the rest of the old teams, you know, in many ways. So I think Tampa is going to look like a strong team and uh, you know, I mean, good for them, not great for, for the Bruins per se, but uh, you know, that's, um, you know, just the way how the, the, the cap rules work, that they could kind of sideline Kucherov and create some space. And it works for them, too, because uh, apparently uh, being buried in the long-term injured reserve, not only doesn't it, it doesn't count against the cap hit, um, but the player also still gets paid. So that's a, a, a positive on both sides for the team and the player. So good for them. They figured out that loophole. I wonder if other teams are now looking at that loophole and going, yeah, if we get a guy that's injured like that, but then again, they are losing their best player. Right. But let's also not forget Kucherov's been injured before for long periods of time and the Tampa Bay Lightning have continued to win their games. I mean, let's not forget the 2018-2019 season, Dad, 
um, when the Bruins made their cup uh, push, they went on that 20 something game uh, point streak or whatever it was. Uh, Pasternak was not a part of that. Our best scorer, quote unquote, was injured. So it just goes to show that maybe Kucherov being gone and signing the rest of the team could be even more beneficial for the team. Might so be. Um, they're going to continue to dominate, though. That's the whole point of that topic. Yeah, they're going. They're going to be a strong team. And uh, with in previous podcasts, we went over. We won't do it again, but we went over the different divisions and and all of that. Um, uh, one NHL news that did come out here today or yesterday was um, NHL and Canada. Uh, seem to have come up with an agreement that the Canadian teams will be able to have their home games actually in their stadiums. And I think that that's pretty big for the home teams. Yeah. And it'll be interesting too. I don't know uh, what the deal is in Canada with their COVID restrictions, but almost every USA team right now, all the NHL teams um, either have gotten the approval to allow a certain capacity of fans um, in their arena for their home games or there are other teams that are at least pressing with their governor or mayor of that city, whatever, to host fans. So it'll be interesting to see if Canada does the same thing, because I know their COVID restrictions have been very strict with that. Correct. So, Dad, do us a favor. Let's move on quickly to this offside rule that's now been updated. The, the dreaded offside rule, staring at the camera, seeing if his foot was off the ground or on the ground. So what's the updated rule on that? So starting this season, a player skate will not have to be in contact with the blue line in order to be considered offside, meaning the players won't have to drag their skates along the ice. If you remember many plays where if you have one foot that's over the blue line and one foot that's on the blue line, but it's not touching the ice, then it's considered offside. So there was um, 75 coaches challenges and 56 were overturned and it was taking up a lot of time really you know i mean come on and coming down to important parts of the game too right mostly you know taking away goals and the legit goals being scored right and i don't think that some of those challenges obviously so many of them being overturned that it uh, caused a disruptive flow in the game. So I feel like that this rule is probably better now that they updated it. What are your opinions on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a smart rule. I mean, I'm back in the old school day. I don't think that they should be able to, you know, to challenge it and use the instant replays. It just takes away from the game. Right, it's like football at that point. Right, plays. so it's just, you know, every single time, you know. But uh, so out of the rule book, rule 83.1 reads, Quote, a player is onside when either of his skates are in contact with the blue line or on his side of the line at the instant the puck completely crosses the edge, the leading edge of the blue line, unquote. So that kind of explains that a little bit. So I think that it will be, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit easier, I think, for the league when they do challenge an offside. Uh, It'll be very easy for the video teams to make a quick call rather than having to take five, 10 minutes yeah. looking at every angle. Yeah, I agree. And I just remember how pain of an ass that was the whole time and during these games and especially during the playoffs, you know, you don't want something like an offside rule like that um, costing you a playoff game, especially if it's a third period overtime, whatever it could be. Um, and there's 
plenty of examples you could probably look up. Don't know any specifically off the top of my head, but let's move on from the offside rule now, Dad. I want to ask you about this. So we've talked about this in the previous episode because this has been something circulating um, consideration in NHL for a couple months now is the ads on the jerseys or the helmets, and they have now approved it for the helmets, and first two teams have locked in a season-long deal. The Washington Capitals have made a deal with Capital One, and New Jersey Devils have made a deal with Prudential Bank. So um, first two teams already is going to have a, a different logo. I think the Capitals are smart, Capital One. Yeah, but and you get some with the – I mean, the all you got to do is look at, you know – the Swiss league and European leagues to see, you know, it, 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 it's going to look like um, NASCAR. And I want, and how that, many, that's ads, what it's going to look how like. How many right. ads are you going to do? Right. So, I mean, I understand that the owners need to have money. They, they need money. I mean, they're going to be hemorrhaging money again this season, but you know, I mean, is it going to get to the point like it's NASCAR? You know, you look at these NASCAR drivers, come on. I mean, but so, no, I'm not a fan of it. I think it makes the uniforms look uglier. You know, let's just, I mean, whatever. It, it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, I don't think it'll be for long. And if that is one of the ways that we can watch hockey again, then I guess we're going to have to sacrifice that eyesore for some hockey. Right. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, as much as it's going to be ugly and kind of takes away from the uniforms, which I think hockey is the most badass in sports, so it definitely hurts that they're messing with it, putting stuff on the helmets. Hopefully they never move to the uniform thing because you watch the KHL or the SHL well, and you're like, what the hell is on that shirt? I mean, it's it's worse than NASCAR. Right. Worse than NASCAR. At least NASCAR, it's all nice and organized. They're all, yeah. you know, it's aesthetically pleasing some of it. With You know, you look over in those uniforms. It'll be interesting. You got any uh, uh, predictions for who the Bruins are going to go with? Dunkin' Donuts, you think? Who's who's going to win? I haven't thought about it, but I would imagine that Dunkin' Donuts would have the first rights to it. I was about to say, do you think Dunkin' Donuts? You think TD Bank? No, maybe? I no, I think like Prudential I, Center I think from New be, Jersey. I think, Prudential Bank? Dun- I think it'll be Dunkin' Donuts if they do it. If they do Dunkin' Donuts, that that stereotype. Yeah. It, 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 it's the only one that would fit that I think Bruins fans would tolerate, <laughs> but that is funny, but they've been a long supporter of the Bruins for a while now. So, um, you know, I, I didn't think about it, but yeah, dunks, they might have to change their color schemes, maybe Dunkin' Donuts to fit, fit, the, fit the black and gold, but I'm pretty sure that most, I don't know. I mean, and maybe that's a good question to ask the audience for the Bruins is, you know, are you guys okay with that? If you have to have one, I mean, yeah. So, but I didn't think about that yet. Dunkin' Donuts would be a good one. Now, and I think that that'd be okay. I, I'd be okay with it, but it's going to be funny when a team gets something stupid like Lay's chips or Cheez-Its or some something stupid on their helmet. Yeah. It's just not gonna. That's not gonna be cool at all. So, uh, but moving on from that. Well, but let me let me back up. So, <clears throat> I'm old enough to remember the days that there were no advertisements on the boards around the rink. Really. There were no advertisements. Yeah, so I remember the the uproar of hockey fans when they started, you know, selling ad space on the uh, on the boards in hockey arenas. It used to just be, you know, white boards. Yep. Believe it or not, back in the day. Yeah, it wouldn't have. 
and uh, didn't notice that. <laughs> and I did, I did notice not to get on a side note, but I did notice that the NHL has been fooling around with superimposing on the plexiglass behind the boards advertisements during the game have you noticed that in the past few oh years? yep yep with the netting or whatever yeah just whatever they're, they're now putting up ads behind there and of course if you go to a live game they're not there right so they're superimposing it on the screen for the tv viewers and people don't like that no people don't like the the ads being constantly yeah, and especially now where they're, they're losing a lot of revenue uh, with tickets, so they might have to do what they have to do. But actually, the fact NHL will step in, but remember, the NHL is really controlled. I mean, We'll see. Usually, you know, the commissioners do the bidding of the owners, but not to get in on the side note, you know, we, we talked about this last podcast that some of the owners are, are have been mad at the NHL commissioner and, the, uh, and his assistant director for, you know, doing the uh, Players Association contract with not a lot of input, I guess, from the owners. But yep. uh, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What do we got next? So. Uh, let me see. So we've already discussed the division realignment last podcast season, but just a reminder to people, a lot of people are upset by it because we'll be facing each team in our division 10 times each or nine at least. And before I get into why I think this is going to be a cool idea, at least for the season dealing with COVID and these restrictions and these realigned divisions is this is how the playoffs is going to work. A lot of people have been wondering how the playoff picture is going to work. So the top four teams from each division will make the playoffs. And um, so if you do that, um, when they go to the second round, they'll play another division person. So you won't play against a different team from your division unless you make it to the Stanley Cup semifinals. So whoever you're playing this season, you're playing a lot. And think about matchups like uh, us in Washington, where we always have bad blood with uh, Pittsburgh. Think about uh, the Battle of Alberta, Dad, which starts February 2nd. Yep. That's going to be a bloodbath 10 times. I mean, think about this. This is a MLB-style schedule where they face each other in a series of two or three games. That's how the schedule is set up if you look at it. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think that these guys are going to get frustrated with each other, and you're playing the same guys. You're playing yeah. against Tom Wilson over and over and over again. So well, I think it's going to create some big rivalries, in my opinion. You know, there will be an asterisk after the season for Again. the Stanley Cup winner, just yeah. like, and I know Tampa fans and maybe some hockey fans in general disagree, but I think there's there should be an asterisk on Tampa um, because I'm not convinced. Uh, they're definitely the best team in the playoffs at that moment in time. But I don't, you know, I, I think, you know, being biased Bruins fans, I mean, Bruins president's trophy COVID hit, we come back, and we're not the team we were before the COVID. Right. So I think there's an asterisk there. Um, it'll be interesting to see the strategies of the coaches, management, and the top players of how much they want them to be exposed to injuries. 
considering this is a shortened season and uh, that asterisk will be, uh, you know, in that record book, I think, at least in the fans' minds. So is it worth it just to kind of play hard but don't really play that hard? I, I don't know. I thought of that, you know, this past week. Are the players going to be up for it, you know? And speaking of, have, has the deadline for players opting out for the season passed? Um, I believe so. If not, it's by like the 30th. So pretty much I th- I'm almost certain everybody's in. You know, so, you know, there was motivation problems with a lot of players and some players did opt out of, of the playoffs. You know, they didn't want to be in that bubble COVID situation. So. Well, and let's not forget, too, Dad, um, that not that it's a money thing strictly for these players, but they don't get paid during the playoffs. So I wonder if that played into the why would I be gone for my family for that long? I'm not even getting fucking paid. I'm not, you know, and they had to pay for everything. It's funny that. There was an article that came out that a survey was done with all the players that lived in the bubble life. Um, and there was four players that did anonymous questions and it was posted in their answers. And one of the things were uh, some of these guys believe in the hotels with thousands and thousands of dollars in bills. They had to pay a lot of their own food and stuff. And some teams had uh, their owners were in the restaurant business. So I heard some teams were able to eat a lot better and have these certain food catered and others are paying for their own stuff. So it'll be interesting because, you know, an anonymous player said the guys who aren't making a lot of money, the 700,000, 800,000 players, they struggled hard just being there, huh. spending that money just trying to live there. So yeah. it'll be interesting because the players, you know, from this article, it's, it's on NHL.com. You can probably find it. Um, it's an anonymous survey that, that they did, but they were all pretty unhappy with the bubble life. It wasn't as glamorous. And they said that uh, the brochure they handed them, it was like a uh, giant vacation package. And when they got there, there wasn't like the golfing that they wanted and this and that and that. Of course we sit here and we're like, how can these millionaires complain? But regardless, if we were in their shoes and professional hockey players, we don't want to go there and be misled by our employment. None of us. It is, but there's a lot of sacrifices that, a lot of workers are making, including not having jobs, right? Oh, now. absolutely. So, but yeah, no, I under, I understand. I understand. So just a tidbit of information from that. So it'll be interesting to see how the players react. And if, if the deadline hasn't stopped it, which I'm almost certain has, if anybody pops out. Okay. So dad, let's move on to the last topic today. You had an old school topic for us, or at least some of it is. Well, be, before that, let's weigh in on the rumor on Chara. Okay. Because we didn't have that in the notes here before yeah. the show. Uh, tell what the rumor is. and Chara feels like he is in great shape still and that he deserves to play top minutes. The Bruins have offered him a contract. It has nothing to do with the money, but the Bruins and Cam Neely even recently announced in a press conference that um, you know they prefer to go with their young defensive men and start to get these first rounders who have been you know, unfortunately developing for way too long in the always, always hungry league, the AHL, um, that I think him saying something publicly too kind of pissed off Char. At least just I'm completely speculating. So Char wants the minutes in another words. He wants he wants top line. Top line, top penalty kill minutes, 25 minutes a night at least. He doesn't want to be third pairing and only play penalty kill. So yeah, that's his only thing. But you know, he he's still a good defenseman. You look at, especially if you're a stat person, I like stats. He's a good guy, but you see these playoffs, the 2020 playoffs, he got beat everywhere. 
He got beat everywhere. Tampa he's he's the old slow guy, exactly. And McAvoy Tampa. kept covering for him. And it was obvious that McAvoy was being a good guy and, you know, has a, so much respect and admiration for him that, yeah, McAvoy was really covering him and didn't uh, say much. You, you can I'm, tell. Not, I'm not going to badmouth Chara beyond that uh, just because he's been 15, 16 seasons, however long he's 16, been. Yeah. Um, and he's been a good captain for us and uh, a, a wonderful ambassador for the team. And, um, you know, everybody, you know, really enjoys him a lot. But uh, this may be a make it or break it. You know, it might be, you know, if this is what he wants and the Bruins aren't willing to give it to him. So it sounds more or less like you'd said, it's not the money, it's the meeting with the coach and right. the coach going, here's where I'm going. Here's where the future is going right. to be. And Char is going, I don't think I want to stay if that's the case. Well, and I wouldn't be surprised if back, I mean, if he did, if Cassie pulled what he did on Bacchus, which you can have your own opinions about how he played, if, if this was worth it or not. But right. I wouldn't be surprised if he bench Chara. I'm not taking a shot at Cassidy. I just think that. You know, a lot of people, when he sent Bacchus down on waivers to the AHL, yeah, I, everybody saw that as pretty disrespectful. That was very me. disrespectful. Yes. Someone that, and, 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 and Bacchus wasn't washed up. He's getting towards the end of his career, but he didn't deserve to be treated like that. And I feel like he he wouldn't do that to Char if the other young kids are playing better and Char is slow. And well, how can you do that to your cap? Not saying that he would do that. We're purely speculating, but right. just for the way. He's not afraid to scratch anybody. Well, and, 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 and we'll, we'll leave it at that. Cause I think we're going to get into hot water other than trying that, to speculate, trying to speculate. <laughs> and then we start dissing on one person or the other and we <clears throat> might not even know the circumstances, but we'll leave it and let's see what happens. Conspiracy theories are fun, I guess. So dad, the last thing we'll talk about today, you brought the highest scoring games of all time yeah so you know in our little fun to do some old school hockey trivia bruins trivia whatever it may be um i decided to uh investigate some of the highest scoring games in nhl history so here we go top five so 1985 was edmonton oilers uh 13 vancouver canucks zero and we're starting at number five obviously yeah okay i mean and, and that game was just a total domination i mean it was embarrassing for the vancouver canucks but hey vancouver is used to it right all right number four we go all the way back to world war ii 1944 and detroit red wings 15 uh new york rangers zero and uh you know it's it is what it is i mean detroit was the team at that time and uh, boy, I mean, that's just the way that it, the way it was. Remember, a lot of players were also serving overseas as well. Right. Yeah. All right. So number three, we're going to 2011, not too long ago. Winnipeg Jets nine, and Philadelphia Flyers eight. So if you're a wow. goalie, you're you're, and you played that game, you're not happy because your goal against is now fucked for the rest of the season. Absolutely, especially if it was one goalie. Um, but. Uh, Anyway, yeah, there, there it was, 9-8, to eight, so that's a lot of points. Uh, number two, this goes way back to before the league started. This is 1920, Montreal Canadiens 16, and the Quebec Bulldogs 3. Quebec Bulldogs. Um, I don't really have too much information on that. 
but here's another high scoring game. Again, you don't want to be a goalie in this game. And this is the number one again, 1985. So Whoa. it'd be interesting. I guess it'd be interesting to see how many goals were scored in 1985, 86. Yeah. So 1985, Edmonton Oilers 12, Chicago Blackhawks nine. So. And Edmonton was the one that got beat 12 to nothing by Calgary that same year. Was that the no. number five? No. It was Edmonton Oilers that beat them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Edmonton was unstoppable. Wow. So um, a lot of goals being scored there. So um, there you go. A lot of high scoring games. We don't see that too much anymore. Oh, no, absolutely not. And the goalies are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and just to mention this too, if anybody is interested in the world junior cup, the world junior championship, you guys need to check out the game that happened today between uh, Slovakia and uh, man, I forgot the other team. Well, Slovakia won one to zero. And I guess, uh, this goalie that they had just stood on his head and I saw some of his high highlight real saves. I'll show you after this podcast show, okay. For any, anybody at home listening, check it out. This guy was unstoppable. So um, if watch some hockey, there's uh, even tonight, dad, USA will play. So if you're a hockey fan, if you got NHL network, um, check it out. Yeah, check out we, the games. We will check that out. And uh, some news on our father and son podcast. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Yep, yep. I don't know if we mentioned that last time, but we are on Apple Podcasts. Now we're on, Dad, I think every streaming outlet. Every streaming yeah, I mean, outlet. everything. Amazon, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So check us out on Apple Podcasts. Go ahead and give us a an honest rating. Five stars would be great, but you don't like us it's all right we understand we, we'll take we'll take the heat the chirps from anybody but we appreciate everybody coming by this is our christmas episode special so i'm glad i'm here with my father being able to do this again um and we'll get back to our regular weekly episodes once this is released so thanks for coming by yeah and when the season starts here in a few weeks we'll have a lot more to talk about so it's been difficult through the covid um you know, and we started podcasts after the Stanley Cup, right? right? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, you know, we, this is episode 10 for us, and it'll be interesting to continue the podcast into when we actually have regular hockey going on. And don't forget as well, we do still plan on having guests on the show, unfortunately, yes, with the ECHL season um, underway, and the January games aren't even confirmed yet, right? They just confirmed the rest of the season. Okay. So bit busy right now but we are going to have a uh, Tulsa Oiler player yep. come on soon we yep. keep saying that but we're still excited I touch base we're still going to do it it's just a matter of planning it very busy um, life those hockey players live so other than that we appreciate everybody coming by we hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas with their families if you don't celebrate or believe in Christmas I hope that you had a wonderful day regardless and I hope everybody also has a Happy New Year if we don't do an episode by then. Right. If we don't do that, we wish everybody a happy new year. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll have a better year in general for everybody than we did this year, since this year is pretty shitty with the COVID. Absolutely. So although this will be a uh, post Christmas, we'll still say happy Merry Christmas to everybody because right. of this Christmas. Uh, so we appreciate everybody for stopping by. Take care, everyone.